Welcome to the Holy Shit Now What edition. <laughs> what could possibly happen next? Uh, one more, and I'm going home and going to bed, and I think we could classify this as an emergency podcast. It was. It's, it's a lot sooner than we used to do it in the summertime. We have no sure. intentions of, of coming back this quickly. I'm sure a lot of people are excited about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're getting they're yeah. like, yeah, they're, they're, woo, got yeah. another one. Listen to those dumbasses yeah. yeah. for hopefully not an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> so it's Tuesday, June 27th, and uh, we're regretfully here, but the drinks were your idea, and I have no idea what's in us. Okay, so my buddy Nate, who uh, well known as a bridge group, he used to be a fishing guy. He used to, uh, he was a river raft there. Rap guide, fishing guide. And years ago, uh, Huggins booked a trip down with him, and he was one of the guides. It was taking his group. It was a group. It was like three boats that he was in. He was guide on one of the boats. And I don't think Huggins was in his boat, but he was with the group. So they had told him, they were like, guys, like, this is going to be a trip because Huggins likes to drink. And he said, the last time we were here, he filled up a whole pitcher of vodka. And they were like, like, Coach, you can't just take a, a thing of vodka down the river with you. You got to mix it with something. So he put in crystal light powder. And they were like, Coach, you got this. That's, that's still just vodka. You just added <laughs> it. has not been diluted at all. <laughs> so he looks around and he grabs a bottle of green tea. And he pours the green tea in it. All right. So they, they tell Nate the story. And so they get down the river and they stop to take a little break and Nate says, Coach, I got to ask you about the drink that you made last time. I was like, he's like, I, got, I just want to know why the green tea. He looked at Nate, dead in the face, never broke straight. He said, Because it's good for you, Nate. <laughs> so is that what we're drinking? So that's what we're drinking. We're drinking vodka. We're not We're not doing kettle one. Okay. It is smeared off. Okay. And, it, and uh, ice, <laughs> crystal light crystals and, uh, and green tea. It's kind of dangerous, to tell you the truth. It's dangerous. That is dangerous. Very dangerous. And there's a good amount of vodka in there. That's dangerous. I got a feeling I'm not going to realize how dangerous it is <laughs> until we're listening to this after we record. And then I'm going to be like, damn, what just happened? But yeah, I love it when Nate tells that story. I mean, just deadpan. It's good that's for you. That's a good story. <laughs> yes. yeah. Never broke strap. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to mention. And I thought it was appropriate for this show. It's very appropriate. Yes. I'm very impressed that you came up with that. Yes. Two things, real quick. Justified's back. I just want to mention uh, that. Uh, we'll see. I, I saw a commercial. Uh, I've seen two separate commercials. I, I think the pirate might go out that I'm week. I'm going to be colossally <laughs> disappointed because it looks like it's just raining yeah, no. a bunch of random people. Yeah, yeah nobody, nobody I know. I don't know if there's anybody else in it. They had to bring some cameos back. They, they, they to, better. They better. And the Gemstones have a new season. Did oh, you, really? You first no, I, I watched. We watched the first few episodes. It was great. Yeah. But I, well, that uh, season been, three's out now. There's only been three episodes. Uh-huh. The first two, Boyd wasn't in it. Baby Billy. Yeah, he's in episode three. <laughs> that was great. Last night I slipped through. I was like, yeah, I saw him on the on the on the preview. Yeah, you're like watching like, it. Oh shit, I'm on. <laughs> Baby Billy. You're um, still watching the um, uh, Secret Invasion. On the Marvel, I just watched the first episode. Yeah, it's the only ones. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was very. So it'd be more like a spy thriller. Yeah, it was good. The, the first the the episode. So it'd be cool. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Is there anything else you want to get into before I make my opening statement? Uh, no. I uh, I had a big weekend this weekend. Listen this weekend. So Friday night, and I don't do much anymore because I'm old. You are Fr- old. Friday night, um, 
Went to Bridgeburg. We didn't have kids. They were down at the uh, Debbie and Gary Sizemore's place down on uh, uh, the Greenberg River. Mm-hmm. And it's out Burger Springs. And um, so they were there. So me and Tash went out. Went Friday night, went to Bridgeburg, then went to Elliott's. Everybody was wondering where Justin was. I was the person that everybody was asking, where's Justin? Where's Justin? I was like, I, I don't know. I was, I was, I was <laughs> unavoidably detained. <laughs> I am not his keeper. I don't know. Hey, he doesn't check in on me. I'm the, he's not on my Life 360 app. No, I have not. no idea where the hell yeah, he there's is. there's a reason for that. <laughs> and there's a reason why I'm on no one else's either. Exactly. So, so I was like, uh, so, so anyways, uh, that, that was fun. It, was, it ended up being a late night. The next morning I got up, played 18 hours of golf, Fred Ferry and them, Coach Hatt, the those guys. Damn, you tee off at 6.30? We tee off, off at 8. We are the, they the get the first tee times every as soon as Margaret gets there, they are ready to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the first thing with the first three or four tea times they have. Every every Saturday and Sunday. No they sure. have them booked for, for all summer. So I played with those guys. I came home, got dressed, drove down to Border Springs where that camp was, uh, went down, floated down the river, Pembroke River. Then we had a campfire that night. The next morning, got up, fished some down, uh, went waited out and fishing, got, came home, Mowed the grass, and after mowed grass, went and played 18 more holes of golf. Damn. I had a full fucking weekend. You got a mate. I did, I did. I'm coming back down to earth there. Shot back, back to 77, so I got to work on my game. Well, still Club championships coming up. That's still pretty good. I, I, I need a Long Jones update real quick. Long Jones still feeling like shit. Has he been to the doctor? So, uh, he has been to multiple doctors <laughs> and still not doing much better. His stuff on his skin is better, but his, his throat's still... He's supposed to go see Drew Peterson. Is he? Yeah. Hopefully they can do something. I don't know. Well, at least but I told him, I was like, I'm going to drive your ass to the emergency room. He does. He's like, Medicare won't pay for it. I can't go to the emergency room on uh, a volunteer basis. I got to be referred. I said, well, get somebody to fucking refer you. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, goddamn, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You got me go to the emergency room, man. It's killing me. So anyway, so he can't. So he's not going to play in the GOAT tournament, which is like the one golf tournament. Is that in August? So, no, he's the first week in August. Golf overindulgent alcohol tournament, which is two days of, of drinking. And, and I think that's putting it lightly. That's putting it lightly for that group. That is, that is very much so. So I asked Marcus Ellison to play with me. So me and Marcus are going to play. And I was wearing an orange shirt when I saw him Friday night. It was an orange uh, like polo shirt. He's like, it was like a light orange. And he's like, you know what we should do? We should, you should wear that. And I should wear a blue shirt. And we can go as Dumb and Dumber. So then it kind of ballooned. So then... Uh, uh, we were riding down to... Uh, uh, did you get a new phone? I did. It's been a while, but there's a story about my phone that I will bring up in the next segment, okay. or the last segment. All right. I, uh, I tremble uh, with anticipation. Oh, it's going to be fun and exciting. I'm sure. But So I ordered this as our golfing outfits. That's right. That's Dumb and Dumb tuxedo shirts and matching ball caps that we will be wearing for the GOAT tournament. <laughs> pretty good. I like it. It's going to be pretty good. I like it's going it. to be solid. Like yeah, but anyway, that's all I got. That's it? Yeah. Okay. I talked more about what happened in the last two weeks than I did for the entire seven months we were off. You did. <laughs> I think I did more just last and week. We're, and we're all better for it. Exactly. So, ten days ago. I think I just said exactly. Uh, you might have. I'm not even sure. That's, is Bucky already taking that effect on it me? It might be. Oh, damn. You're getting old. <laughs> ten days ago, Robert Huggins, who I have defended to a fault. Yes, yeah, same. Crushed the spirit of Mountaineer Nation while getting pulled over on the, his way to a recycling plant. Did you write this out like an essay? I did. Okay. I like it. Recycling plant. Recycling. Did, did you get the joke? Yeah, from Jenna. Yes, yes. I got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
you knew they were going to let him go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's, and I wonder, we talked about this. Do you think if the radio thing hadn't happened so quickly, he would have been let go? He would have survived either one. I think so. If it had been one or the other, you can't do both. Yeah. You can't do both. Yeah. That's exactly right. He could. He he had enough clout that he could have survived. He, and he did. He survived the first one. He's, most most coaches wouldn't have fired. He, it, I think it helped that at West Virginia is a little bit more. He's got he's got more clout here. It's a little bit more less PC, I would say, in West Virginia than anywhere else. So it's he had he had more leeway here. If he had just done the DUI, I think he even though he was schmammered, schmammered. I mean, when you don't even know what town you're in, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, he's never should have been behind the wheel. Um, in a company vehicle, why didn't you drive? Zach, why don't you have a driver, man? You make millions of dollars. Uh, anyway, the whole uh, yeah, but you know, you start drinking, you do stupid shit. We are testaments to that. Well, right here, <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, you start drinking, you do stupid shit. No, no excuse, I mean, but you think oh, I'm fine, I'm fine when you're not fine. Well, and, uh, and he, it's it's been common knowledge that he's a he's yeah he's a drinker. I mean, that hence the drink we're drinking right now. But yeah, he, he would have survived either one of them. But he couldn't survive both. And the thing that sucks is, I mean, it, it, and there's multiple reasons to get into it, is I don't think I've been probably as excited for a basketball season based on what we had assembled in a while, probably at least five years. It, it, it probably not since the 2010. Well, but I mean, yeah, it, it, we even then, him. we weren't. We weren't expected to be that good no. at the beginning of that year. We there weren't. was no anticipation coming into that but year. But, I mean, when Carter, when, when Carter and Miles were seniors, right. we had a lot of hype coming into that mm-hmm. season. That's true. So, I mean, it, and you, Final Four seed, yeah, we were. I mean, I, yeah. I never thought we'd go to the Final Four that year. But Carter's senior year, we I mean, we were up by, what, four on Villanova with ten minutes to go? Yeah, exactly. And that was that, That's game. the best team we've had since that 2000. Without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And really ain't done shit since. No, we have not. You know? Yep. And I mean, it it was just such a West Virginia thing for us to do. You know, you, you get all that hype, and Jimmy Lively texted me. He said, now what? And I said, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it's just such a – it's just a WVU thing to I do. mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it all started with that with that radio interview, and it has just creamed downhill and since – and it was, it was just – like a week after, or two weeks after, we had signed. I forget who were our last Raycon battle. Maybe was the last one. Yeah. And I, we were like, "This team is going to be is good. freaking loaded, man. This is loaded." I mean, we're talking like, I remember I put like Final Four in one of our text messages changed, and I honestly believe this team had the potential to do that because it had scoring from everywhere. It's got defense, and it we were, we were just deep at each, each position. Yeah, you know, and that's at, what we get. Athletic. It was like going to the pit game all over again, but. But it was like instead of like one game in a four hour span, it's been like two weeks of nausea. Oh, it's like a it's like a two week root canal. Yeah, it's just unbelievable, man. It's like it really is like it's like thirteen because I mean and all over again. And I think you'll agree with me. I am not anticipating anything for the football season at all. No, I'm no. just not. No. So I had already blown past season, <laughs> which I never do. I was looking forward to the goddamn trip to Europe. Yeah. I was like, I can't wait to hear Italy. what they're going to yeah. do in Italy, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But and, and and let's not 
Kid ourselves. It is the selfish behavior of Huggins. No, it's reason Huggins. Why. I mean, it's all. It's Huggins. He it built is. this team, and the team was going to could have been great, and he's the reason why it collapsed. He is. Yeah. To that point. Now, I know. I never we were going to go there, but I, I want to know. No, you're right, and I agree with. We you. would not be in this position I, at all. And I agree without Huggins. I agree wholeheartedly. We would yeah. not be in this position if he wasn't in the middle of the road with a shredded tire. Thought he was in Columbus. I don't know what I was more pissed off. The fact that he got popped or the fact that I thought he was actually going to the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> and that's a scary thing. I mean, there were a lot of people it, in Pittsburgh. It could have been worse. It, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. He, he could be in a jail right now. I mean, he really could have killed somebody. Yeah, it could have so, been a lot yeah, worse. It could have been a lot worse. So, we had to deal with that. So, then the search began. And the search started with John Beeline, which, quite honestly, I'd have been fine with. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Uh, you you got to and I got to preface this by saying this is a beyond a unique situation because there are no basketball coaching searches that happen three months after the season ends. No, it just doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. It does not happen. It does not happen. So we were not exactly in an ideal position to just weigh fifteen different candidates, and, and I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, I've been through. I mean, I was pissed. When I woke up and saw that he had done that, and then yeah. I was pissed when I saw how all this was shaken out, and you got to try to remove emotion from all that and yeah. just look at everything. It was not an ideal situation for anybody. No. And I totally no. get that. Absolutely not. Totally yeah. get that. To that end, apparently Baker flew to Michigan. Yeah. And talked to Beeline. Yeah. And worked on the parameters of a deal. There was a deal not in place, but right. they, they were going back and forth. Right. Initially, it was around two years, I think, mm-hmm. possibly three. And I think Beeline, I don't know that it, I don't know if it was a deal breaker or not, but he did. He wanted Patrick to be his successor. Right. You can't do that. No, you can't do that. You can't. You, you can't, can't do that. Especially since, as bad as that DUI was, Patrick got fired for sexual harassment. Right. Which is I mean, terrible. That, exactly. You know what I mean? And I understand like that, but you can't make it that part you of that You can't deal. handcuff him no. like uh-uh. that. So, I, it, in hindsight, it's 2020, so you kind of wonder where the negotiations were at that point. Then when got to the players. Yeah. The players found out Beeline was choice one. Then they started coming to Brennan and said, if he's the coach, we're leaving. And that's what they said on Sports on Sunday night. Uh-huh. They said the players came uh-huh. to Brennan and said, so I wonder at that point they said, you know what, John, we're going to stop the negotiations here. Right. And that's it. So we're going to try to. And then you got to also figure in the fact that there are a lot of big donors who pounded up a lot of money for a lot of these kids. Who wanted to do? They wanted everybody to do everything they could to keep this class together. Absolutely, and absolutely. As you, and as you pointed out, well, it wasn't going to matter. There was going to be attrition. It, there's going to be yeah. No matter what, somebody was leaving. Somebody, I mean, was, somebody, somebody was going to leave. The key was just trying to hold together as much to as possible. Hold together as much. And, as and that's the reason why. And I think Ren thought this too. And I thought the whole administration. Is Beeline? I thought he had the clout. He was. He he went to two Final Fours in Michigan. He was. He coached WVU. He coached in the pros. He can say, hey, look, this is what the pros are looking for. To keep that that group together, but once they said they weren't going to be together, then, then they, why are you bringing in Beeline for right, a short term right. stint anyway? Especially with with any kind of caveat, Page Patrick coming with him. So we moved on from that. So then Andy Kennedy comes into play, and then Jared Calhoun's name got mentioned. Uh, I did not want Jared Calhoun either. I, his record is not. It's not great. Well, Kennedy's isn't great either. But Gordon Gee and Huggins do not get along uh, at all. Hate each other. Gee. Blocked Kennedy immediately. Blocked Calhoun yep. immediately. So then Wren comes out and says, we're going to settle on Isler. My whole thing is, and I'll, I'll get into this yep. here in a minute, because I didn't realize, I guess, how 
detrimental Gee has been to the athletic department as far as oh, he's got, yeah. They said wherever he's been, he's got his fingers on too much stuff. He and, and Huggins, and you could see this. Huggins was the one guy in the athletic department he couldn't strong arm. Right. Huggins wasn't going. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, of course, we all kind of were wishy washy on Shane Lines, but and Lines. Came out when his exit interview and said that Gee had texted him before and was like, "Hey man, everything's good." And then yeah, a week later, he's fired. You know, there's going to be a big push to get Gee out soon. Well, take and honestly, and this isn't, and, and it, it it may end up being hindsight, whatever. But there was actually talk before that. I mean, let's face it, Gee's old man. He's old, and, and we pushed lines up because he wasn't up with the times on it. And Gee with his bow tie isn't up with the times either. No, I mean you can't, you can't. Be that micromanaging of all your departments, no. especially when he needs to focus on the university yeah. who's losing forty five million, not the basketball program who's making money. And we're getting what well, we're cutting seven million dollars in faculty payroll yeah, this year. Exactly, they got to combine the creative arts center and the journalism school. Yeah. How make that that's, make sense to you? <laughs> that's not a good look. No. That's not a good look. So I, I guess I mean, and I've gone back and forth with this, and we I've been on our and text it, chain and my boys' text chain, and we you know they're. I'm obviously very emotional, and, and you, you get highly upset and high-strung about everything. I think, ultimately, we probably ended with what the best possible scenario could be. It, it, it was. My only thing was, is is I'd have been okay with that. Yeah. If if I didn't think there was more, because, I mean, there's the guy on, on, on well, I'm not going to mention the site because I'm on there, but... I think he's tied in the Board of Governors, and he said, you guys don't realize how bad Gee fucked this whole thing up. Oh, I can believe it. I totally can, fucked I, up. I mean, I can, and if he would have let Ren, and Ren, Breaker, Ren Baker, God bless him, I mean, he's got the job, and, and as Brad House said, he's drinking out of the fire hose right off the bat. Oh, he got it. He, right off the bat, he'd deal with, well, he has to deal with the whole Neil Brown situation. He has to do, uh, the women's coach decided, you know, I'm, I'm leaving to go back home. I'm going back home yeah, in the Midwest. 15, after 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the whole fucking... Nausea that Huggins has ensued. Yeah, you have to basically fire a Hall of Famer. He's been six months in the job and yeah. had to deal with all that, which I don't think Lyons had to deal with that in six years or however long he was here. Had to deal with all that hey, shit. That some bitch got thrown in the deep end right off the bat. I mean, right off the bat. And, and I'll tell you what, I thought he handed himself really good at the, the press, press conference. Radio. No, he, he talked did. about there's a spot for Huggins to come back. Dude, we're not telling and, him and he can't stay. And he said all the right things. He did. And it, we'll get into the Huggins thing coming mm. back too, because that was something else that came up on Sports Sun. Mm. I'll, I'll be curious what your take is on that. But no, I mean he he, he has, and I, and that was the other thing that guy said that's that's tied in the Board of Governors. He said a lot of these people in the media are putting all this on Ren Baker. Right. Okay, and you and I agree, and I think everybody else can agree. The number one person at fault is Huggins. Yes. And I think we can all. Agree I, that, that is a number one, and then it was a chain reaction. But that. from a process standpoint, after I mean, <laughs> Huggins did it. All right, so then you got to deal with it. Right. You got people in positions that you have to deal with it, and I think from there, that's where the whole. I did not realize how much animosity there was towards Gee. Yeah. And it's this is not something that's happened in the last six months. This has been the last four or five years. He didn't like Holverson. He said Holverson was a frat boy, which he kind of was. He kind of was. And I mean, Huggins and Holverson probably would get. No, him they they actually, what I understand, they were they were really uh, well. Uh, they they had a good time together I'm on those sure coaches' caravans. I have no doubt. <laughs> I mean, I have absolutely no doubt, no doubt whatsoever. whatsoever. You know? exactly. So I guess what I'm getting at, <laughs> what I've cut with full circle two weeks later, is I still think. At the third week of June or fourth week of June, given the circumstances that we had, 
this is all we were going to be able to do. Yeah, probably. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, I, I mean probably. I, th- so. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't. We don't. I mean, Andy Kinney's great. Uh, maybe it'd been good. I don't know. It'd been like hanging near Brown. Sounds good. Sounds good. But who knows? But I think, and and and, and the other thing with Kennedy was is Jimmy Sexton was his agent, who's Saban's agent. Uh huh. And he knew we were we were in desperation mode. Mm-hmm. And I think he said, you know what, you guys need to pay him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And. If if for nothing else, because Eiler, who and I'm rooting for Eiler, me too, and I'm gonna get behind him, and I hope he does well. He's been a videographer for 15 years. This was his first year on the bench, so everybody's gonna use the fact that he's never, and they're gonna negatively recruit. And Kennedy obviously has been established and whatever, and I get all that. That's fine, but it's it's just a it 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 just it's not the the timing for when it all happened. It just. It just wasn't right for us to be able to really vet a whole bunch of people and be like, okay, here's what we need to do. And by Wednesday, of course, Mitchell enters the portal, and Mitchell probably wasn't going to come back either way. I guess maybe. I mean, yeah, they threw a lot of money at him. That's what I heard. Heard all today is like, you know, people people complain about all the money people were throwing at throwing at our players to come in. We weren't. Nobody was complaining. We were throwing all that money for them yeah. to come here. Well, so. I, that was the point I was, I was yeah. trying to make. Is is a lot of that was. Of course, it all comes down to money too. Yeah, but playing time, money and opportunity, exactly, and opportunity and development. And you say, okay, so if you bring in a Kennedy, or I'm like you, I wasn't really high on Calhoun. <laughs> Beeline, I'd have been great with Beeline if 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 he wouldn't have yeah. made those stipulations. I mean, you just you can't do that. But Eilert, who has never been on the bench and never had to make those kinds of decisions, obviously there's going to be a lot of negative recruiting to lure the players that we have. So it's kind of like the players that were there were like, okay, we'll stay if Eilert's the coach. So then you got all these people saying, okay, we'll give you $1.5 million. That guy's never coached before. Yeah, yeah. Why do you want to play for him? Are you going to risk not going to the NCAA exactly. tournament? Exactly. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can hear all that. And I think that, and, and that with the, the whole Kennedy thing, I think that would probably have been the only reason. But, I mean, if you can't afford him, you can't afford him. If he yeah. want, supposedly he wanted more than what they were paying Huggins, Huggins yeah. and that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Which gets but me that, back to the point was if if we if Ren did everything he could do, and we mm. still ended up with Eiler, I can live with that. I can too. I, and and you kind of saw that's where it's going. He's going to make attempts to, to. You can't pry people away at this point. And like like you said, and everybody knew. It was obvious we were in desperate. Oh, we, we were desperate for mode. Yeah. Nobody does a job hunt for a head coaching job at, June, at a fire private school in June. No. I mean, the only case was worse, and I'm using this actually as a positive example, is Texas last year. Right. Where they had to fire their coach, what, two weeks into the season? Yeah. And their assistant coach took over and probably did a better job. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he didn't have the head coaching experience either, I don't think. Well, he didn't have any head coaching experience, I don't think, but I think he'd been an assistant for – yeah, a long time. Years. Yeah, and I, and give call him a, a videographer. I think it's a little bit hard. He he did a lot of different roles. He, he did. He, I mean, he, that was his one time. year was one of them, but yeah. but he was also director of basketball operations. They they have all these new different roles now. So so he did, and he was the primary recruiter for most of those players. Well, Jay, MJ Coons. Yeah, I mean, but those those are the two guys that that really brought this group together. So I like him. Yeah, and I, I do. Like I him remember, for yeah, I do. And I hope the hell that. You know he can he can do something with it in it, but I mean again, it's just it's just a it's a very difficult sit, and it's it's hard when you're as emotionally invested as we are. Yeah. To just I mean there was days when I'd sit here and I'd be like, fuck. You yeah. 
Fuck you, Hugs. Well, you know I, what I mean? I, I didn't, it was a stretch I didn't want to get on Twitter because I was like, I don't even know. I don't want to see what's happening next. No. I don't, I mean, I don't want to know who's leaving. And that's why, and I, I would get on Rose and I would look and I would just scroll through and just there was two or three people who that's all I would look at. Uh-huh. Because everybody else was like, wasn't I? You either have the, I, I never saw him one day. <laughs> it was either Huggins is the worst thing in the world mm-hmm. or Gee is the worst thing in the world yeah. and Baker doesn't know what he's doing and somewhere in the middle, there's the there's what's really going on, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just it's it's hard when when you're as as passionate about a team as as all the Mountaineer fans are, not just me and you, but I mean, you just you you you're so invested emotionally and financially what? too. And, and to bring us back to where we started, we were so excited for this group to go into this season. And I mean, it was so excited, right and. and uh, I'm sure we'll move on to to the the current roster and what's coming, what's going. Yep. But I think that the big thing, and I t- I texted you this yesterday um, about uh, about Allard saying that he's going to keep the same defensive principles, but he wants to change things up on offense. And I'm pretty sure Tom Booth creamed his pants. He was pretty. <laughs> and it was funny after he said that. I noticed two of our centers decided they were maybe going to go look for other places. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's going to be more of a perimeter-based offense. Four out, one in. More, more of today's style yeah. than the Huggins post up, throw a scissor cut, yeah. you know, and throw it in the post. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into the uh, – so basically, we're, I mean, obviously Mitchell's going to Kentucky. Mm. Tucson, I think, was visiting Texas Tech and K-State this yeah. Um of course, Woggy's in the portal, and Oconquo is not coming back. I don't see, not? no. He, he, his, yeah, his his posts sound like, thank you, but he, I'm, he's not man, coming back. It is like, Woggy well, said, said he's, he's still he's, he's open. And apparently yeah. Kentucky's looking at him, too. Really? Yep, they're looking at him, too. But if, if and I know we were hard on Mitchell, and I still think Mitchell underperformed. I know he's he did. Uh, there's no, I think. He yeah, did. Yeah. He did underperform. But we have but, no front line right now. None. No, I mean, I mean God bless America if Edwards leaves. Yeah, no, I heard he's staying. Well, well you, he, he, his fiance is there, and they say, but I mean, he's been, he's been really quiet. He's been like, know? like never seen anything. And and somebody else said that, uh, of course, we, Raekwon Battle said yesterday he's coming back. Which, yeah. quite honestly, and then when, <clears> when, when Kirk Creasa said he was coming back between Mitchell and Creasa and Tucson, if you told me we could keep Creasa. That's the one I wanted. Yeah, me too. We needed a point guard. We needed a point yeah, guard. And apparently he's been a leader from the jump. Yeah. That's what good. we need. That's exactly. You know, not that I don't want Tucson back and, and with Mitchell leaving, we really don't have and Sumnick's our four right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're so real, let, let that sink yeah, in. Yeah, we're real thin. We're yeah. real thin in the post. Yeah. Yeah. So now granted we have two, I think, grad or two transfers coming in this week to visit. One's from Rutgers. I can't remember where the other guy's from. The only thing that sucks is about Mitchell leaving is that kid, I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce his name from Tennessee, that we thought we were going to get ended up at Michigan. Yeah. Because he didn't think he was going to get a lot of playing time. Yeah. He would have got a lot of playing time now. Yes, he would Now, he probably would have been the guy. Mm. Edwards is going to be the guy. Yeah, but still. It still would have got a little playing time, yeah. I mean, because we our front line, we don't have a front line. We don't have, and the current roster, no. No. We are guard You got something and Josiah Harris. That's it. Who's that's an outside it. shooter? Yeah, that's yeah. your that's your front line. That's right uh, that's very thin. They they're gonna have to if Waggy if Waggy goes, they're gonna have to go get another big guy out of the portal. I didn't realize this. There are still as of June twenty seventh, 
There's 500 guys in the portal still. 500 guys in the portal. Yeah. That's amazing. And there'll probably be more because, like, a lot of teams will be going on Europe trips like we're doing too, and there are going to be players not happy with their playing time on that trip, and they're going to come back in the portal, and that's going to happen to us too. That's what somebody said. Somebody said, what's our roster going to look like this fall? They said, well, we'll see how many players after they come back from the free trip from Italy leave. Exactly. And that, and that is not wrong. Yeah. That's not wrong. Because it's – it's, there's no rules right now with that shit. There's supposed to be certain days on that, but fuck that. People are leaving. They've got to put a hand on this NIL. Yeah. Shit, man. I mean, uh, it's just, I, I, I just. I, we I, won't know what the roster is until they begin practice. That's it. And that's, and that's, when they begin fall practice, is probably what we want to know what the roster is. That's what we'll have an idea. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then right. we'll see from there. Yep. Yep. So, uh, let's see. You mentioned Eilers Presser. You, you did mention the. The office change the the and you know I, I talked to Huggins and he I talked to Huggins. Well, yeah, I talked to Booth. Booth. I was like, Dave, you said, he did have some sources. Booth and Huggins are synonymous. <laughs> I said, hey, guess what, man? I was gonna change the always. Well, couldn't get any fucking worse. <laughs> and apparently, I mean, Eilert got it. Was funny is I, I I was talking to Jimmy. Jimmy Lively was actually pulled in. He was in the office yesterday. It was like seeing a unicorn. <laughs> uh, it was him and Tom both there at the same time? Yeah, well, they, yeah they, but we had a round table. Yeah. I'm, su- I'm surprised yeah. that like, the like, universe didn't collapse. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I absolutely couldn't believe it. I said, damn, Jimmy, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, I was going somewhere with that. I can't remember where I was. Doing, well, Jimmy said something about the basketball team or something about the offense. I don't know. You were talking about offense. I don't know where. <laughs> That's what Drink some more green tea. I might it's need It's good for you. you. Oh, so next year. <laughs> Oh, no, I told Jimmy. I said, so I figured they'll probably, the, the max they'll give Eilert's 1.5. He's like, you think we'll give him that much? And that's exactly that what, what it was. 1. 10 months, 1.5, that's not bad. No, it's a good deal. That's not bad. I would take that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't balk at that. I wouldn't balk at that at all. I wouldn't balk at that at all. But they said next cycle, you know, we'll probably, see, you'll see this. I mean, I don't think you'll see Beeline's name. You'll right. see Kennedy. You'll see, I don't know if you'll see Calhoun. But here's the other thing, too. Huggins has not fully accepted the fact he's no longer. From what I understand, he 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 uh, and his his post by his daughter was eye opening of the things that he tried. He tried to offer to go up to sixty day rehab and then come back and coach the team, and they were like, "Coach, I mean, no." <laughs> it just so it, he still hasn't given up no. on coaching this team. And, and I, I did that. They you got to kind of be careful. List. It's funny because you 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 read. One sort of pe- section of people who were kind of, I don't want to say objective, but kind of dialed into both sides. And then you listen to the guys on Sports Honor, they're very one sided, yeah. which with, with which way they're leaning. Uh-huh. Hoppy is Gee's mouthpiece. I mean, without a doubt, I mean, he's Gee's mouthpiece. But the question came up could Huggins be the coach next year? And everybody's like, oh, there's no way. And then they're like, if the administration changes uh-huh. and he does the right things, we'll see. And then the other question was, is apparently the administration, now when I say administration, I mean mainly, I don't think Ren's so much that way. I think I think he just doesn't like Huggins. Uh-huh. They don't want him anywhere near the basketball program. Yeah. And, and I think that he screwed up. Yeah, yeah. 
But he's done a lot for the basketball. He's the reason why we have one of the best facilities. That's one That's one thing that when Breaker so many games, like, I, mean, I can say one thing about W. They had one, the best, some of the best facilities in the country, football and basketball. Yeah. I mean, so they, and, and a lot of that reason is Huggins. Yeah. That indoor practice facility is all Huggins. That's all Huggins. The Hall of Fame is all Huggins. Mm-hmm. All of that shit is Huggins. So, so how do you ostracize him? Yeah. For that. And Ren Baker said, there's no, there's no, we're not keeping him away. Like, if he well, wants that was to good go. to hear. Because the guys yeah. on the sports line were singing a different song. Yeah. So I was glad to hear yeah, him yeah. say Yeah, yeah, Ren Baker said yeah. I just, I don't think you can do that, man. Yeah. Because, I, and I was talking about because they said something about not letting him come to practice. And I said, well, I said, he he probably shouldn't be at every single practice. Yeah. I said, because that'll be harder on Jared Calhoun, or Jared, uh, yeah, uh, Josh Oliver than yeah, it would be anybody absolutely. else. But do you honestly think that he's not going to be, Talking to Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Creasa basically said Huggins was the reason he recommitted. Yeah. He said yeah. Huggins told me I need to stay. Uh-huh. And I'm sure he's told a lot of those players that. You know? I'm I mean, sure it's not done. like he's not going to talk today. I don't think he's going to try to torpedo things. No, no, because those, those are still his players that he brought in. Yeah. He doesn't want to see it go to hell. Yeah. I'll tell you something else I didn't realize. Maybe we talked about this. Maybe I totally glossed over. Jordan McCabe's on staff next year. I didn't know that. Well, he they, he was doing a figure out for a game, and he said he was uh he was going to call um, Huggins to see if he can get a job with player development. He's, he's doing he, player he, development. They said he's going to be there. That's awesome. That's a good deal. So I'm, I'm assuming they're going to promote Ruoff. Ruoff. That's what I. That's and I guess Demar Johnson's going to stay or not. Maybe that's that's what I hear. I and Eric stay. stay. I heard they were all. Staying. They interviewed all of them. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I heard they were all going to. Well, stay. they said all of them. I doubt they interviewed. Johnson. I'm sure they interviewed Yeah, yeah, him. yeah. He was the one because he was young and never yeah. had, yeah. Ellie ain't been here 15 minutes. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and that's one good thing about Allen. He's been with Huggins for 16 years. Yeah. So he's I mean, seen, now granted he's never had to make the decisions and, and the in-game management and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, there's something to be said for that kind of experience. And you, you can tell right? Huggins trusted him a lot, a lot of things. Yeah. So, yeah. And I thought it was good. Like, I thought it might be Everhart because he had head coaching experience. Well, I like the idea of giving it to young because Everhart's only got a couple years in him anyway. Well, and Eilert's going to relate to the kids a lot yeah. better. I mean, you know, right or wrong. Right. You know, I'm not trying to be. And he's got Everhart on the bench to kind of give him a little bit of, you know, uh, you know advice and how to, you know, how to do things. And, and would be, he might bring in, like, I think Rand said he might bring in a veteran, you know, Let's former head coach as a sort of advisory position, that kind of deal. So, because if people forget, you're not just a basketball coach. That's the reason why Missoula's never coming back to, to college. No. You're not just you're a fundraiser. You have to do all this There's too many other shit. hats you got to wear. Exactly. It grows all Joe Missoula has to worry about is his roster and his team. That's it. He don't have to worry about anything. He don't have to worry recruiting, nil, all that stuff. Speaking of that, him and Gansey got on a Zoom call. Yeah. And talked to the players, players. Which I thought was cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and they they said Ren reached out to Jerry West and Rod Thorne and uh-huh. you know different guys, which I mean, it's, and he, it sounds like he did. The he thing said he did the he, even asked Huggins advice who he thinks he who should be next. Yeah. He should be the next coach. So yeah, I mean, it just sucks. It's the whole situation. It's just sucks. a tough situation, yeah. man. And again, just I, mean, it's just, I never in a million years. Two weeks ago, if you told me we'd have been having this conversation, I'd no. My my last question was uh, on the the sports question of the last show was. Do you give hugs 1.5 years? It wasn't even one and a half weeks. No, hell no. <laughs> Much no. less one and a half no. years. It was a fortnight. What the fuck? I we both took the over. We did. <laughs> we were way wrong. Way wrong. <laughs> hey, that falls right in line with my betting career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can't wait for our football yeah. predictions.
makes sense. That's what my, fan, that's what my FanDuel balance looks like it does. Jesus Christ. Jason Price. Jason Price. <laughs> oh, shit. Is there anything you want to tell us to add to the Huggins thing or no? Uh, No. 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 I think it, I think it well covers it. Okay. I did want to mention a couple small tidbits real quick before we take a break. I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but Garrett Green's at the Manning camp, or was at the Manning no, camp. No, we didn't mention that because I didn't know he was at the Manning camp. Yeah, yeah he, he went to the Manning camp, so that's which, nice. Which was awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, we actually got a uh, big-time commitment from a quarterback yesterday, yeah. Khalil Lock- Wilkins. Yeah, of the Maryland, Maryland area. Six, four, Next William Crest. Six, oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. God bless America. Our father who aren't I can't believe I remember that. Day. I can't either. <laughs> I'd say a lot of people don't know who they have is. have no idea who Wayne yeah. Crest is. <laughs> he scored a touchdown against Wofford in 2014. <laughs> but anyway, we were down to him and Samaj Jones, I think. I and mean, he's a big-time kid, but I guess he kind of waffled, so we just kind of – so I guess that's going to be our only quarterback in the class. Yeah, he, some, he still has some good uh, offers at Maryland, uh, Boston College, Pitt. Yeah, he had several. Yeah, yeah exactly, so. One last thing I'll end with. This will make you feel old. This is the 30-year anniversary of the 93 team. What? 11 and 0. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was a freshman year in school. 30 years. Yep. Yep. 30 years since I was a freshman. God damn it, Huggins. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, I do want to mention that uh, Oscar Shibuya did not get drafted. He did not. He got drafted as, as I wanted to point that out to Booth. I said, did you know that Sheepway got drafted as high as Culver did? Because Joe said, well, Huggins fucked up. He took Culver instead of Sheepway. They both they both had the same draft pick status. <laughs> Zero. Zero. <laughs> Just wanted to mention that. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. All right, take a break. Yep. Welcome back to One More and I'm Going Home and Going to Bed. I just realized I'm double fisting, by the way. You are. I don't even know what's in that thing. A little bit. Of, might be bourbon. Might not be. <laughs> Just going straight bourbon neat. Last week, really did to you. Then you found a new drink. I blame Bob Huggins. <laughs> is there a crystal light in that bourbon? I don't know. Uh, there no, is not Bob there is not. <laughs> Does it look like there's crystal light in that bourbon? There is no there is crystal not. light in that bourbon. <laughs> Sports. Yeah, this is pretty good. I think it's really good. Yeah. I think we should rehire Huggins. <laughs> Maybe just be a barista. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly could, go wrong. Could you imagine him behind a bar? Yes, I could. <laughs> there won't be a lot of. I could also imagine else. a very low profit margin for said bar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm. But like dirty earnings all over again. Oh no, shit! <laughs> That's what happens when you hire family and friends. All right, four questions, two assholes. So sports, I'll go first. Yep. All right. Okay, this this really pains me to look at this, but so. In 2001-2002, which arguably could have been the worst year ever for our football and basketball team combined, record-wise. Okay. We won a combined 11 games Ooh. between those two teams. Football team went 3-8, and eight, basketball team went 8-20. and 20, Yep. Or 8-20, okay. whatever they had. So, for 2023-24... I'm putting the over-under total at 21 and a half. What do you got? Combined. Combined. Combined for both of them. So you got to figure, I looked at the schedule just to give you a little background because yeah. I, I did a little research just, right. just to kind of You got to figure we probably got eight layups on the basketball schedule. Right. Okay. 
We play 13 non-conference games, mm-hmm. right? 18 league games. Our out-of-conference games, I believe, are Ohio State, or big-time out-of-conference mm-hmm. games. Ohio, I can't remember who were playing in the SEC championship. We got Ohio State, St. John's. Yeah, Ohio State, St. John's, and Pitt. Mm-hmm. And then we got those two games in the tournament in Florida, right? Where we right. could play Wisconsin, SMU. Yeah. All right, football, we've well-documented yeah. the schedule there. So you got to figure – if you can get to 16 in basketball and you get to five or six in football, you're hovering right around the right. number. Yeah. So over under 21 and a half, what do you, what do you, what do you think? That's a number. I'm going to, against my better judgment. You're taking the over. I'm taking over. I'm going to lean positive. I want to know what your breakdown is. I got to have it. Give it to me. I think we'll do a little bit better in basketball. Okay. I still think if, 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 I think we'll retain enough talent to be competitive to at least go five hundred. So that's and play one more. I would be I, I wouldn't be surprised if we we win around nineteen games. Whoa! Yeah, really? Basketball. We only won twenty last year. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised if we still win. It's still a talent team. If, if the guys are coming back, but they haven't played together. They haven't played together. All that stuff, but still a talented team. And I honestly, I, I, I know I should not believe this. But I think we're going to be better in football than we'll think. I don't know what it is, but I do. God bless you, son. Yeah. <laughs> so I do. I'm I do. A, I'm going to go over. I'm going to put my Phil Leg hat on and say under. Because <laughs> I've tried to find, I've gone back and forth. I found, I think I found four. I found four in football, and I may change my mind. I think we could probably get two more. But basketball, I mean, with our non-conference schedule, I, and I can't remember who the SEC team is. I don't, well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they name them until, until kind of like the Roger said. We okay. didn't know about uh, Auburn until later, okay. later on All the right. year. Uh, we play Ohio State and Cleveland, I think. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. We get Pitt at home. Uh-huh. We get St. John's at home. Mm-hmm. And then the, there's seven or eight games we should win easily at home. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you got those two games in the tournament. I don't think the ba- I think that if we can keep Edwards and we're keeping Battle, you keep Perez and and you and got you keep Teresa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My problem is depth, which we have that, none. That's right. That's right. Especially on the front line. That's and, and that's, that's the concerning concern spot. So if if you can even get. So I got us to nine wins. Mm-hmm. Even if you get to nine wins out of conference, mm-hmm. we're in the toughest league in the country. Yeah. Are we going to win seven games? We haven't won seven games. a dilated games. one this year. A who? Dilated one. Because we got Central Florida. You're going to win those games. If you play Central Florida, uh, mm-hmm. you got, you know. Uh, no, that's true. No, you got BYU. All, I mean, those. That's it's not point. as tough as it has been. That's a good point. You got winnable games this year. You got some winnable teams. I got no reason for optimism right now. <laughs> I'm going to go under. I'm going over. I'm going to go under. I'm going over. I think it's, a water, it's watered down a little bit this year in the Big 12. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over. and, and Only uh, because I think, too, I just I, I, I don't think Neil's going to be able to do it. Well, speaking of that, here's my question. Okay. So... I can't get over this. Like I feel like you're getting like a light, like a you're getting ready to zap me with a fucking beam. Oh, there's a there's a story from those. I'll tell you about that. Okay. That's coming up in my next question. All right. 
Uh, is that a transformer? <laughs> it is. It's going to pop into a little machine here. Okay. Um, who will be the head coach longer, Eli or Brown? Now define longer. Like like calendar year. Who's going to be longer? So from now till till whenever. See, because you're saying if it, if. If you're saying it's Brown, you're saying he's going to make it past next year and probably Ehlert's gone after a year. Or if you're saying it's Ehlert, then Brown gets fired middle season or Ehlert gets, does well does an extension. I think the only way Ehlert keeps his job is if he wins 20 games. Yeah. I and so. I don't see that happening. I just absolutely do not see that. Eh, never saw it with Texas either, but they they had talent. That, so, the tech, Texas way more talented than we Yeah, were. very true. But. And that guy had been an assistant coach for 20-some right. years, 30 years. I mean, everybody was surprised he had been a head coach. That and everybody was surprised Missoula was as good as he was the head coach of the pros. Well, and then they tried to fire him after yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to say Brown. Yeah. I'll probably say Brown. I, I think Brown has a chance because I could see him, like I said, if he gets to six I think he gets in a bowl to, game, they're I, not they're not gonna let him go. They're not gonna let him go. Because, and let's face it, and we, there's a lot to not like about nobody right about now. There's just the the team looks stagnant. It looks looks uninventive. It's, We're not physical. There's yeah. There's a lot of a lot of reasons why you can not like Neil Brown's tenure there. But one that you can say is that they can fucking recruit. <laughs> That's what it, I mean. If, I mean, I mean. At what point in time does that come to fruition? Exactly, it's got to. It's got I to mean, pay dividends. At some, at some point, point in time, you got tons of talent. I mean, you've got. You got to, to do something with it. It's I mean, the best offensive line we've ever had. These guys, man. I don't know. You know, I mean, even that, that Wilkins kid. I mean, he was a stud. Yeah, exactly. I mean, our recruiting class. We're the second best recruiting class in the Big Twelve. I mean, that's that's saying something. It is <laughs> so. Hopefully, it sh- if it shows, and anywhere, that's with Oklahoma and Texas still being in the big game. right. If it still if it shows on the field at all, and we win six, maybe seven games, then yeah, he's coming back. They'll bring back the year because like everybody loves him as a person, and he loves how he runs things. They just just hasn't showed up on the field. No. If he shows any success on the field, they're not going to get rid of. Him. I will. I would like to mention. I'm glad you brought that up because I because Gwen, you mentioned Gwen earlier, and he may or may not listen to this, but. You know, he's 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 positive and I've been positive but mm-hmm. I'm trying to be realistic too. We were talking about, you know, the and Paul and Stepensky and all the guys are they're down on him and I and I get it. Yeah. But so I was listening to Sports on a Sunday night just for the basketball stuff. Well then they played some interviews from Neil Brown from earlier in the week. Yeah. And I told those guys earlier in the week, I said, it's a joke that Chad Scott has been an offensive coordinator because that's in name only. Yeah. They're like, Oh, you're being negative, you're being negative. Mm-hmm. Interview Neil Brown. Tony Cruz asked, or might have been Travis Jones. I can't remember who was interviewing. Anyway, they said, so how, you know, what's your role going to be with the offense, you know, with Chad Scott being the offense coordinator? And he was like, oh, you know, I'll be definitely be more involved with calling plays and that kind of stuff. I, I stopped listening right there. <laughs> I mean, if he handcuffs Graham Harrell, uh, you oh, know he's going to micromanage the hell out of Oh, he's already, he said it was on another interview show I was listening to, and I can't remember what it was. It might have three guys. I think he was on there, um, where he said they go, they go, they go. He said let he let Chad Scott have a lot of free reign over the on the spring, you know, because he wanted his coaches to grow. He said in the fall, he said we'll figure it out, you know, how it's going to go when it comes to game day play calls. He called timeout. But he's, out of halftime. But last he, year. he 
he did say, he said, I'm not going to hide it. He said, I'll tell. As I'm not going to keep it a secret. I'll tell who's calling plays before the season starts. I'll tell you who's going to call plays. So at least it will know. So. I want it to not be him. <laughs> I'd almost rather us just pick fans out of the I don't stands. care who the fuck it is as long as we score touchdowns. Just like, it, 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 as long as he's not doing what he did with, with Deggie. Now, he did say something. He did say um, during that interview that they were kind of hamstring when they first got here, that the only quarterbacks they could really get were non-mobile uh, quarterbacks. quarterbacks. He said that when W has always been its best is when they've had, had running quarterbacks, and that's their focus from here on out is running quarterbacks. Any quarterbacks who can be both can throw and be and can run, and I thought I thought, thank God, because <laughs> we haven't had. I mean, Will Greer was great, but even he had a little presence in the pocket. I mean, Deggy could was a fucking statue, and then of course he throws a CFL seventy-two yard touchdowns all over the highlight like, reel. Goddamn yeah, son of a bitch! All right, so non-sports. Non-sports. All right, so speaking of my phone, I've had this phone now for a while, by the way. Okay. Show you how observant I am. I don't know what's worse, how a lot less observant I am or how much you and I don't hang out enough. So, as you know, remember a few years ago where I dropped my phone in the river? Yes. And uh, you know, found it. they found it like six months later, and it was still working on the stuff. Well, went to the river this weekend. And, uh, Did you lose your phone again? Well, close. And, uh, and uh, I, I didn't think we were going to go down floating down the river. I thought we were just going to you know, be on the river. I'd probably go wading a little bit. So I only packed my light tackle fishing bag. Well, my light tackle, I don't have my waterproof case because I, I put my phone in my waterproof case in the kayak now yeah. so, I, so, I, so I can hook it to a bungee cord so I make sure I don't lose my phone. How high was the river? It was like one and a half feet above oh. low stage. So it was, it was actually perfect. You, know, you could float. It wasn't dragging anywhere. And uh, so we got, we got on the, you know, we decided to go down to do a little float. We just had some, these inflatable duckies. That we were just going down these little kayaks, uh, they call them duckies, and uh, so we were going down, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna get a video real quick of everybody going down the, because we're going over a little set of falls. So I'll get everybody going down a little set of falls. So I get a video out, and I shoot the video, and I put my phone down on my lap and to navigate the falls. But I realized after I get through the falls, my phone's no longer on my lap, mm. and I was like, son of a bitch. So I realized it went, it didn't fall out of the boat, but those inflatable duckies, they. They have a, like a layer. You sit on this layer. There's a seat and there's a layer. And then there's another layer. And then some water can get in, kind of, kind of moving out, gives you a little cushion. So it got underneath my seat and is basically in water. And even worse, I can't get it out because yeah. I'm trying to navigate the, 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 right. <laughs> the swift water yeah. as I'm trying to dig my phone out. So we finally get right past the, the, the swift water. And, I, and it's not very, you know, it's not like the New River. But it's still like you gotta watch where you're going. You go, you know, ground on top of a rock, all that stuff. And then I would smash my phone. So I finally got over where I could pull it out. Anyway, it was drowning. And you don't know if you can still tell. There's still water in my lenses. I see that. Yeah, that of my phone. Well, my phone's not working. Oh, is it the not? only reason I'm able, only time I'm able to text. So what are you doing over there? Just pretending. The only way I'm <laughs> able to text. Why are you holding it up? Is if I'm in Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. I can only text if I have Wi-Fi. Okay. Because I have Wi-Fi calling. That's the only, I can't, I have no service whatsoever. Isn't that funny how that works? And so today has been very frustrating because we go to man. There's no Wi-Fi and, in man. And there's, there's no, there's no nothing. No. <laughs> there's a dollar hauler. There's no running water there, in man. There is, 
Dollar Holler, which is I think it's on is consists of there's a little shopping area with a Dollar General, a Dollar Tree, and the Family Dollar, which is affectionately referred to as the Dollar Holler. Makes sense. So the Dollar Holler, there's Wi-Fi at the Dollar General. <laughs> there's Wi-Fi at the Hardee's. Yeah. <laughs> there's Wi-Fi in the Colonial Room Restaurant. And it was Wi-Fi Keys Bar and Grill. Awesome. So I have to be somewhere in you those... Had, you had to triangulate <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Otherwise, I had no service. Because there's like service in Oceana. And like there's places in between I get service. But no. So I've been non-phone for basically all day. I didn't have my phone on all day uh, until I got back to the office where we have Wi-Fi. So what's your most frustrating phone experience? And you don't realize how addictive these phones are. Until you don't have them for a day. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. My most frustrating phone experience uh, would probably. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know how to tell the story. Well, last summer around 4th of July, my son and I ended up at a party in Fayetteville. And the esteemed Ramel Lynch was there. <laughs> it was passing out shots like a pharmaceutical rep passes out Sudafed. <laughs> and uh, long story short, my truck ended up staying at the place right. where we were. And we made it back here and got up the next morning. And I'm sure, I think we probably mm. told this story. Maybe. Here. Maybe we did. Mm. I don't know. Well, I woke up and. I didn't know where my phone was. <laughs> I didn't have my phone. Uh-huh. So I was like, where the hell's my phone? You know, so I get up and I'm rubbing my eyes. You know, Garrett comes out of his room. And he's like, hey, man, what are you doing? I was like, I'm trying to find my phone. He's like, here it is. It's in my pocket. He was like, I had a hard time trying to explain to Laney why I had your phone. He was like, well, I don't know where mine is. <laughs> Couldn't find his phone. <laughs> so he calls her. For, I think she was still in... Morgantown, probably, and does the find my phone thing. Uh, anyway, long story short, she pings it somehow. His phone was under my couch. <laughs> so somehow we swapped phones, and his it phone was, was under the couch. couch. <laughs> he had my phone. That's got to be it. <laughs> I can't top that There's You're lost without your phone. Yeah. I mean, that's how I check the weather, how I check my bank account. I mean, that's all my stuff anymore. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so tomorrow I'm going to end up at T-Mobile and see. Because everything works on my phone, so it won't connect to the network. How long have you had it? Oh, uh, about a year. Something like that. Something to a year. Is uh, the case new? No, nothing's new about this phone. Well, damn. I've had it. Because we haven't done the podcast like seven months. Well, I know, but so I, maybe I, you just I, just, see I try not to pay attention to you. I guess that's why I don't know. Or any of your accessories. It is, it is quite large. It it's is. the largest phone I ever had. It's that's a big sure. phone. Yeah. yeah. It's like a small movie. It, that's the reason why I, was, I couldn't believe I couldn't get it out of underneath my seat. Ah, <laughs> man. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, my turn. Mm-hmm. All right, so I mentioned Garrett. So him and Lane are moving back to Morgantown. Right. Okay. And he's still in Fort Stewart, Georgia. He he comes back today, so she they had the U-Haul packed up and brought it back to Oak Hill, and me and Garrett's friend Colton and his fiance and Laney all head up to Morgantown Saturday. Colton's driving the U-Haul. I got my truck, so we get up there. 
they're staying at uh, Greycliff, which is uh, you stay on straight on Van Forest Road. Okay, you drive about four miles out, and it's on the right hand side. Okay, real nice. I've seen that name. Bunch, of, bunch of little condos okay. right there, but they're all connected. Everybody's okay. got their own garage. Okay, they're all three levels, and there's a porch on the back side. You know what? Nice. Okay. So, I have no idea. I haven't seen the U-Haul yet. Uh-huh. So I, because I came up separately. So I get up there and Garrett's buddy Colton, <laughs> he backs it in. He he hadn't seen it yet either. So he opens the hatch, lifts up the door, and he's looking at it. And I come walking across the park a lot. And he looks at me and says, because this is like 5.30, 6 o'clock on uh-huh. Saturday evening. He said, I hope you don't have a lot to do tonight. And I said, why? He's like, look at this. I look. That son bitch was packed to the brim. <laughs> You'd have thought they had nine kids. I mean, this is an 18-foot, 24-foot U. Yeah. Oh, my God. Packed to the brim. So they've got the garage. Well, apparently the only thing going in the garage was the treadmill, which was up front, luckily, and the washer and dryer, which were not. <laughs> they were in the back. Okay? So we had to remove a couple of accessories. We got the treadmill off. So they got some steps when you first walk in. There's a door right there, and there's probably 40 steps. Oh. At a 60-degree angle. Oh, no. But my daughter-in-law, my daughter-in-law is very smart. She's a smart, smart young lady. Garrett definitely outkicked his coverage with that. She said, well, she said, I think what we should do is pull the U-Haul around to the side, and you guys can walk through the grass, and all these back porches or whatever but, and then just unload everything which would have been the second floor gotcha and just put everything there which would made life a hell of a lot right, easier, yeah. which I was really excited about yeah so we <laughs> so I get up there and I'm guiding Colton he yeah. backs it up gets it squared away so we're we lift it up open up we start pulling things out so I didn't realize that apparently they make life size Ziploc bags life size from Amazon. Okay. Like you can vacuum seal like a mattress. So you're saying well, next time we won't lose Ivy. We, we won't we, lose we, Ivy. We can put him in one of those oh, things. Be, oh, I would lose. love to see him. <laughs> he'd be squirming around trying to figure out how to smoke a cigarette and drink a Miller Lite. But by God, he'd be trapped. He couldn't go far. He'd have like a five foot radius. Then he'd fall down and be like a turtle. How high would it come up on Bill? Bill, it'd be a stretch. Okay. It'd be All a right. stretch. All right. Yeah. So they had like, like 40, trying to stuff a hot dog in. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had like forty-two of those things. I mean, I was, I mean, all kind, and then uh, eighty-eight boxes. And the thing about them, and I got to give it to them, they packed it well. Uh-huh. But the boxes could have been two foot high by two foot wide, and you're like, all right, this is no problem. And you pick it up, and it weighs like a thousand pounds, like a dumbbell in there. I grabbed one. I was like, there's got to be a small child in here somewhere. <laughs> this shit is fucking heavy. At one point in time, I looked at Lane, and I said, you know what? I said, I know you and Garrett have only been married four years. I'm proud of you for all the stuff you've accumulated. <laughs> because it's amazing. Exactly. And I'm so excited that this is just your condo. Yeah. Because you haven't bought a house yet. Yeah, which so means we get to do this again. It's going out. I can't wait. Hey, you know what? You can afford a house. You can afford a professional movers. So, <laughs> so we're, we're moving the couches in the back. Colton and I are moving the couches in. And uh, we get to the door. And you know how you got to finagle the couch, you know, yeah. a certain way. Well, it's, it's a sliding yeah, door. It's a sliding yeah. door, okay? Yeah. So, he starts to slide the door, and of course, it, it stops short about this far from being flush with the but, outside door. And I said, well, there's got to be some blocks on each yeah. side. We got the top block out, no problem. The bottom one, forget it. What happened? I had a 
I had crowbar. A, I pulled my knife out. I grabbed a screwdriver. I had needle nose pliers on one side and a socket wrench on the other. I tried to wedge that some bitch out. Finally, at one point in time, I said, Lenny, I know y'all put a deposit down on this place. I said, but I swear to God, there's no inspector. If we break this son of a bitch they off ne- yeah. and we chalk the top, they'll never know it's never, not there. Exactly. She was like, well, I don't know. I was like, well, maybe we could. So anyway, we find, so we're, so the girls are pulling the door back and it's yeah. tilted over and we finally yeah. get the goddamn cap. And I mean, I am sweating. Oh, I bet. I about passed out. Yeah. But there was nothing, there was nothing but the sink. So I walk over to the sink and I opened up and I was like, I'm thirsty. So I started drinking out of the sink. I did it about three or four times and then finally Lane was like, you know, one of these boxes has got glasses in it somewhere and I'm thinking, she probably doesn't want me drinking out of the sink. <laughs> so I ended up drinking out of a mason jar. <laughs> so, so I guess my question to you is, what's your most memorable moving experience? Oh, easy. Easy. So I got a call. I don't know why I've told this story on, on here before. I got a call one time from Dayteller. Is when we were in college, and he, I was lit. I, you know, I never came home. I did my, my first year in college. I came home every weekend just about that first semester. Then I stopped coming home. I stayed in Morgantown, holidays, you know, uh, summertime. Stayed in Morgantown. Well, he calls. He says, "Josh, man, I gotta get out of my place today. Can you help me move?" I said, "Yeah, oh, man, I have to." I said, "Where do I go?" He said, "Well, Bill's there. They, we're gonna." They, he said, "You gotta get that stuff out today." I said, "Okay." I'll be there. Give me a second. So I got there. Yeah, there's Bill. There's no Dave. No Dave. Dave's in fucking Oak Hill. So <laughs> me and fucking Bill moved up and like nothing was packed. That motherfucker didn't pack anything. It was just shit everywhere. So you think at this point in time we were not taking care of anything that no it idea. was going into the yeah. truck and it didn't well, care. There know. was no rhyme or reason. No. Or if it was going to be tied down or nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's lucky. Well, he stood there and moved it. It's <laughs> not showing up. I know my dad told me, he's like, Josh, because I, I, I was in there, I was in Morgantown for eight years, and not one time did I live on a place that was a level floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, like, I was so excited when Jada told me yesterday that she's the place she's staying has ten floors, and she's on the second floor. I'm so excited. Yeah, that, that's how you do it. Yeah. That is how you do it. My other memorable moment of moving is my freshman year. You know, nowadays, you know, people drop you off. You know, families go and they all, oh, it's a big thing. My dad and mom were like, fucking good luck. Good luck. <laughs> good luck, buddy. Me and Mark loaded up his truck with all our stuff. We've had two people's worth of stuff in one truck. One, you know, you know, I forget what that car was, Chevy or something like that. But all of a sudden, we covered the blue tarp because it was raining. That blue tarp ended up looking like a mop handle. or mop, It was just shredded by the time we got to Morgantown. We pulled up, couldn't find any place in front of Borman South. So we got up, and there's Fraternity Row, and I thought, we look like a bunch of dopes. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up this hill. <laughs> All the fraternity guys were out of Kappa Alpha oh, Port yeah. Sitters, yeah. just laughing at us, yeah. driving up that street. Like, God, oh, this is embarrassing. If it makes you feel like better. <laughs> it probably wouldn't matter whether or not you were driving. You guys still would have looked like dope. Yes, that is true. Yeah. That That is probably, that's in fact, there's no problem. That's 100% fact. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll never forget Dave calling and wanting us to move. And, uh, well, that was the other thing Colton said. I said, man, when we finished up, and I said, Buddy, I appreciate you, you know, helping us move and stuff. And he's like, oh, man, I was glad to do it. He said, he's like, you know, Garrett helped me move before. And I said, yeah, but you were there. 
He's not here. <laughs> now, granted, he's fighting for his country. Well, yeah, yeah. He, he gets a pass. Dave was home sitting on his couch <laughs> rubbing his belly. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Look at this. Stuff. Look at those bastards. Yeah. <laughs> what belly? You mean rubbing his fucking spine? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Motherfucker weighs 90 pounds. Love uh, you, Dave. Eat a, eat a cheeseburger, Dave. He got me, that son of a gun. I'm yeah. telling you. Got me. That's all I got. All right, man. That's another hour-long podcast. We didn't mean to do that. No. All right. Well, one more and I'm going home, going to bed. One more and I'm going home, going to bed.